Welcome to Scars to Stars, where conversations and personal stories let us know we are not alone. In this show, you will meet authors and speakers from our books and events as they share vulnerable personal stories to spread hope and inspire you through adversities in your own life. The world is a difficult place. You will find like-minded people here with kind hearts and supportive souls. I am your host, Dina Brown Mitchell. I am a suicide survivor and the founder of the Realize Foundation. I am so glad you are here. Let's dig into this meaningful conversation. Hello, everyone. It's Dina Mitchell from the Realize Foundation, and I'm here today with Trayonda Towns. And we're here to talk about the Scars to Stars Volume 2 book that's coming out on September 22nd. We're super excited about it. We had such a great response to the first book, and we know that it helped so many people, and it reached a lot bigger audience than I expected in the beginning. So we're super excited about this book. And um, we're here to talk a little bit about Trianda's story. And so, Trianda, would you would you share a little bit about your chapter and what you wrote about? Yes, my chapter was called "The Next," and it talks about that journey of forgiveness and what that looks like when you're fully stepped into forgiveness. Um, we talk about forgiveness and we offer forgiveness often, right? But yet there's still patterns that may come up and arise or behaviors that it's evident that forgiveness has not really kind of manifested within your, your full being and it's affecting different areas of your life and so yes yes forgiveness can be a really hard thing Mm -hmm. and it can also be very freeing and healing when you can get to that place you're talking about and you can manifest it in a way that really does release that from your body and, and holding it sometimes even causes us stress and and you know, health issues even when we're really stressed and not not in that place. So thank you for sharing that because I think that applies to everyone. You know, we all have people or things in our life that we are trying to let go of or need to forgive and it's hard. It's very hard. So will you, maybe you could also tell us, my second question is about your experience being part of this project and actually writing something very personal and how did that how did that affect you and i know you were dealing with some hard stuff in the middle of it so whatever you want to share yes my experience um it allowed me to really be true to myself to be free to forgive myself walking away and not just focusing on forgiving the person, the places, the people, um, the situations um, that cause us harm, but allowing that also to detour and come back back to us. 
just just culturally, you know, the church kind of was kind of that place, you know, growing up, you know, there was a hunger and desire to kind of know who you are, where you come from and the why, why this happens to me. Why is this like that? And then you're programmed, honestly, to forgive, right? And so we can go through the formality of forgiving, but once again, I, I truly believe just by walking this journey, there is a true transition and transformation that comes with genuine, intentional forgiveness that causes a shift in your life where you can see the difference from when forgiveness was, okay, I'm forgiving because this is what I have to do and it's the right thing to do to a place of forgiving because it's who you are and what needs to happen and that you deserve it too. We're taught that, you know, to forgive. And a lot of times it's not explaining that the forgiveness is not about the other person. It is about you as well. But when you carry the burden of others for so long, you you don't know how to offer that same forgiveness and release to yourself. And so I attempted it with the first book, right? And I got caught in the shift of that, um, that birthing place of that. And it took me to a place of like in the, when the new year started is saying, okay, this is really the the year of release and letting go for me. And it was like the little small tangible things. Okay. Yes. I'm going to release. I'm going to let go, you know, the people, places and things that doesn't that serve me now. And we hear that a lot, but when you're really walking into that and there was just a place that I'm destined to be in, there's a desire to see some evidence in, in the in the end of some purposes set for my life. I believe we are all created for some true purpose and destinies. And so what does that mean? Right? What does that mean to truly forgive and to let go and to release? And so Words has always meant something for me. And I always have been a person of making sure I'm choosing my words right because they do have power uh, and they do affect us. And part of my release and my letting go is those words that had been said to me that was very damaging to me, that caused me harm, that took away my hope, that took away my joy, that caused me to fear success, that caused me to stay stuck in fear of failing, that caused me to be in a place of always trying to get validation from the ones that I felt should had been there automatically because you brought me into this world, right? To a place of, I couldn't find my words anymore to put them on paper, to truly describe, or I was afraid to use my words that gave me the power that show that I do, I do deserve, right? Forgiveness, love, respect, that I am worthy, right? 
and that I am a winner in all things, in all areas, even in my brokenness. And so being a part of this, it, it kind of pushed me to be okay because it gave me the accountability, right? You, it's kind of like you're a thousand miles away, but it's like this sense of connectiveness where you pushed in a nurturing kind of way to say, okay, I understand. And that's okay. Right. But you got to get this out of you. Right. And that was so life-saving for me because it's easy to slip into that isolated, dark place and to put that coat back on that, okay, I'm a show up, but I'm still carrying this thing. And so writing and being a part of this project at this very um, instrumental time in my life has been kind of like the defibrillator that I need. And not just for this project, for every area of my life. I had no idea. I didn't foresee what was going to happen in that journey with my mother. I had been living the journey with losing my daughter. But a part of how my life was being stagnated and repeating these cycles was, yes, I said I forgave my mother, but I had not let go and released the things that caused me to need the forgiveness, right, for myself and take away the blame and the shame for myself. And so it started out with the light journey of the past into becoming a life story with this next volume in launch. Well, I appreciate your vulnerability and your feedback about how it affected you because I think that the the theme through these two books have been and there there will be a lot more <laughs> um but the theme so far has been okay, I would like to be part of this book and share my story and you know, help draw attention to something that, that I'm whatever causes in each person's life. Mm -hmm. And I'm going to use my story to help others. Mm -hmm. And that happens 100%. But what also happens is it helps us. It helps us heal. It helps us process. It helps us become more true to ourselves mm -hmm. because we are talking about real things and it's hard it's hard for everybody i wrote a chapter in this book i didn't write a chapter in the first book but i wrote the foreword and that was hard <laughs> because we were talking about you know the the books in general are to prevent suicide prevention or to prevent suicide and reduce the statistics by connecting on a human level with people through personal story and in the first book, I explained why this even mattered to me, which was probably one of the hardest things I've ever done because I hadn't talked about it for 23 years. And nobody really knew what I had gone through. And so this book, I was like, okay, I'm going to write a chapter about some totally different. And so it, it's about invisible scars, like how 
what we deal with that people don't see. And I think that a lot of what you're talking about kind of goes along with that theme, even though my chapter is very different. It's more about health, health situations, but it's true. We have, we all have scars that people can't see. And I, I always say like, what if you're, you're on the bus and there's a stranger sitting next to you, you have no idea what's going on with them and what's in their head and what they're dealing with. Just like you might even not understand what your spouse is dealing with, yes. you know, is somebody that's much closer to you, but they still might have things that like forgiveness or, or things that have plagued them for a long time that they don't talk about. Just like I didn't talk about a suicide attempt for so long. So it's really enlightening. I think in this book, how much of that kind of stuff we talk about in each chapter, you know, whether it's addiction or whether it's abuse or whether it's forgiveness or whether it's, you know, endometriosis, which is something I wrote about. So you, you just don't know what people are dealing with. And it it's it was my way of saying that we need to be more kind and what your acts of kindness might mean to someone else might be so much bigger than you can even imagine. Yes. Are you feeling alone, lacking hope and unsure of the future? So many people are feeling the same way. How could you not after an unprecedented lockdown of the entire globe? The fallout has changed the normalcy we all knew. It's hard when you feel lost and even harder when you're scared to talk about it. We are here to help. At the Realize Foundation, we provide peer-to-peer -peer support through conversations, community, and personal stories. It is our mission to spread hope and let you know that you are not alone. If you are enjoying this podcast, I would love for you to become part of our membership community to get the peer-to-peer -peer support you need. Learn more at the call to action link for Scars to Stars membership. I look forward to seeing you in our community of kind souls. So do you have any last words? And thank you because that's um, true what you're saying. Because even this, it kind of just brought up just some things that I I never shared about, right? And how those invisible scars are there that sometimes you don't realize, right? Mm -hmm. And and so I know this book is a little bit different, um, but even reflecting on the things that affected me, where it was easy. I had learned to disappear, right? Um, my cutoff was strong, right? I can be a part of the solution. I could just disappear. And I got good at that, right? But why? Why do I need to disappear when someone else is causing me harm or has caused me harm? And so I, I never share that. And I think preparing for today's interview, just some things begin to recall like kind of where the anxiety was coming from of really living true to my word is that I'm stepping into a next where I'm completely showing up all of me, no longer being ashamed of any part of me or any level of me. And there are so many different areas of me that people don't know and they have not seen. And so when I do show up, they're surprised like, oh, I didn't, it's always been there, but I always hid it. 
right? Because I didn't feel like it was valuable. Even remembering um, those are times that I had to visit my mom as a young child in the hospital because I do remember the times that my mom had attempted taking her life, right? But not knowing what that was about truly. And so even showing up, even though I wasn't part of the first book, in the second volume, it still brings me to this place, okay, I have to allow that scar to heal because it comes in my mind and a lot of people don't understand why I can go into a space and they don't hear from me and they don't see from me. Because I have to remember that those were the places I was pushed. And even as an 11-year-old child, I had got so good at disappearing. Well, I had to be. Um, it was always that I was, I was made to stay isolated from everyone. But it had got so bad that at 11, and I hadn't, I'd never shared this, my mom was always sick. And so she always kept a medicine cabinet full of pills. And I remember one day I went in and I took a whole bunch of these pills, right? And I was sleeping out of here. And my mother never figured it out. She just kept on trying to wake me up. Why are you not hearing the door? What's wrong with you? It just kept being the same pattern and behavior. Like, oh, you're just not going, and, you know. And I was sleeping at 11 years old. And she never figured it out. And there's times I think about that and I'm grateful that there was something bigger and greater than me that kept me and say, it's not time because there's something greater for you, right? And so when I think about those times I sat there and said, why me? Why me? Why I have to go through this and why it has been so hard? I think about those times that it could not have been me, especially in this time where we as adults, we want everybody to respect our pain and our journey and what we're going through. And we got young people right next to us, our own children and our friends' children and just children walking down the street. And they've already decided that tomorrow is not for me. And they had this plan and we're so busy being the authority figures that we're not listening. And so when my daughter passed and she's been gone, I a lot of times I reflect on the times that she probably was considering that this world didn't deserve her. And she was going through so much and I just was trying to be the parent and be the best. And there was times that I would sit back and I listened to the cries and the behaviors that she had, that she was screaming, you know, and to the point where I truly feel that when that time came and there was a decision about fighting and staying and letting go and leaving, she chose, I'm going to let go and leave because it's probably something better. Um, and so daily, even that, that's just a push for me. Even this is just the beginning of exposing and allowing other people to see beyond what they see, that it's a daily work 
it's a daily push. It's a daily process of forgiving me, not just the things, the people and the situations that's causing harm and keeping me, but it's forgiving me so that my next is greater, it's lighter, it's more fulfilling, and I can live, like truly live and not just exist and no longer run, no longer hide, no longer allowing other people to be comfortable because I've removed myself, but allowing them to be uncomfortable so that they can be accountable for their actions in causing someone else's harm and wanting to give up. Yeah. Thank you for sharing. Well, I'll let you know. Um, Sorry. <laughs> it's okay. I had no idea that was coming. I prayed and I was like, just let me be able to. Yeah, it's okay. I just related, I related to a lot of what you said because I don't know if I'm going to go into all that, but I just, I really, when I woke up in the hospital in 1997, I didn't really want to be there. I was angry. <laughs> and now I look back and understand all of it so much better. Huh. It's a crying interview. <laughs> <laughs> but it's I'm good sorry, but I'm not sorry because that's oh no, don't be sorry at all that I've always been ashamed of right because I didn't feel that what I brought to the table was worthy but that healer part of me right it's like we all deserve to be healed we all deserve to experience that and so I've hit that place right I've offered nuggets of it but then when people come back and say, oh, my God, and oh, this and you and this. And I'm like, me? How that happened? Because I'm all tangled up in here. But part of this next for me is being okay with that and showing up and say, hey, we're going to heal. You're going to heal. And we're going to do it together, however you see fit and however uncomfortable I'm here for you. And yeah, and I'm okay with that. Yes, that's awesome. It's um, it's incredible knowing what I know about your story and seeing where you are. It's awesome. And it doesn't mean we're finished. It doesn't mean that, <laughs> you know, it's all <laughs> perfect roses yet. But I definitely think both of us have come very far in these journeys and and there's there's good on the other side. And I love your theme up next. Um, anyway, so <laughs> thank you for having this conversation today. Thank you. There's somebody out there and probably more than one person that really needed to hear this. So thank you for sharing. And, um, and I hope that anyone listening um, will join us for the book launch and learn more about all of the authors and their stories and how they can help so many people. And it's going to be on September 22nd at 1 p.m. Mountain Time, which is 3 p.m. Eastern, and it'll be about two hours. And you can register at our website, which is realizedfoundation.org. It's right below this video um, and go to the events tab and you can register for free or you can register with a donation. 
that we would greatly appreciate. Um, so either way, we hope we get to see you there. And I'm going to take Trianda and I out of the stream so we can show you what the book's going to look like. And then we hope to, to hear from you. I'm so happy you joined us for this conversation. My wish is that you found comfort and hope in your own unique situation. If you resonated with our message, please head over to therealizedfoundation.org where you can apply to write your own story in one of our books. You can also download our 60 Ideas for Self-Care on the resources page. I can't wait to hear from you. Until next time, you are not alone, you are worthy, and you are enough.